You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, September 27th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. Renters rights activists in Oregon call for legislative special session on eviction protections. How is the city of Portland helping landlords and tenants resolve rental payment deficits? And how do luxury apartments affect low-income renters? HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Gantry Incorporated, the country's largest independent mortgage banking firm focused exclusively on commercial real estate. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. Members of a renter's rights group say the Oregon Emergency Rental Assistance Program has not been successful in distributing funds, and the state program is now facing a massive backlog of rental assistance applications. According to a Portland State University study released in June, the expiration of eviction moratoriums put 125,000 Oregonians at risk of eviction and could cost the state up to $4.7 billion to address the crisis. More than 9,000 tenants who applied for assistance this summer are still waiting for their applications to be approved. The backlog puts hundreds of renters at risk of losing protection from evictions. State lawmakers approved a stopgap measure to protect those seeking rental assistance, but the protections expire 60 days after someone applies and notifies their landlord. In Lenomath County, that protection has been extended to 90 days. To date, 34,000 people have completed applications for rental assistance through the program, but only 7,500 have been approved for funds, and even fewer have received their money. Charles Boyle, a spokesman for Governor Kate Brown's office, said that the governor planned to discuss Kat's request for a special session with legislative leaders. He noted the measures lawmakers have already taken, such as the 60-day protection from eviction for those who have applied for rental assistance and the more than $250 million that Oregon Housing and Community Services had distributed to rental assistance programs over the past 18 months. And he noted that the state has made progress in speeding up the disbursement of these funds. Even if the legislature agrees to take up the issue, agreement may be more difficult to reach than at any other point during the pandemic to date. What is the city of Portland doing to help landlords and tenants resolve rental payment deficits? With funding from Portland's Housing Bureau's Rental Service Office, Resolutions Northwest has launched a new landlord-tenant mediation program. The program provides free professional mediation services to landlords and tenants with a dispute related to a rental unit within Portland city limits. Mediation allows parties to engage in a full discussion and generate creative and flexible solutions for housing disputes. Mediation often results in higher rates of compromise, compliance, and satisfaction over adjudication. Through this program, Resolution Northwest hopes that tenants can avoid losing their home, landlords can avoid needing to engage in court action, and most importantly, relationships can be improved. Either landlords or tenants can initiate contact with the program. How do luxury apartments affect low-income renters? This is a question that cities, counties, and developers struggle with across Oregon and Washington. New research shows that it actually reduces the rents for everyone. Most economists believe that this gets the causality backwards. And rents on existing apartments would have risen faster if the apartment building hadn't been built. But affordable housing advocates don't always find this convincing. In their mind, building more luxury housing only helps rich people, since lower to middle income consumers can't afford to live in them. Last month, a trio of Finnish economists published a new research paper that brings empirical evidence to bear on this important question. The Finnish government has a population register that collects data about where individuals live. The researchers got access to this data and were able to follow individuals as they moved from place to place in the Helsinki metro area. This data allowed them to trace exactly how the construction of new luxury apartment buildings in high-end neighborhoods impacted the broader housing market. 
When a new apartment comes to market, it starts a chain reaction. Often the person who rents the new apartment is moving out of an older apartment in the same metropolitan area. That creates a vacancy that can be filled by another renter. That person in turn may be vacating a third apartment. These moving chains can extend for six or more steps. With Helsinki residents playing a game of musical chairs trying to find better or cheaper housing options. And crucially, the Finnish researchers found that the process quickly reaches into lower-income neighborhoods. For each 100 new centrally located market rate units, roughly 60 units are created at the bottom half of the neighborhood income distribution through vacancies, the researchers write. Even more remarkable, 29 vacancies were created in neighborhoods in the bottom quintile of income distribution. This means the Helsinki housing market isn't divided into hermetically sealed tiers. The line between luxury and non-luxury housing is fuzzy and people regularly jump from one housing tier to another, while few people jump directly from the poorest neighborhoods into the wealthiest one. Moving chains link the housing markets together. And this means that building luxury apartment buildings helps to make housing more affordable for everyone who rents, rich or poor. Well, that's how it works in Helsinki. What about the United States? Over the last couple of years, Notre Dame economist Evan Mast has been doing similar research in American cities, and he published his latest results in July. Mast looked at housing markets in 12 of the largest American cities. The U.S. doesn't have the kind of government population register that they have in Finland, so instead Mast obtained data from private marketing databases called Infuer Data Solutions. He used the same basic methodology as the finished economist, but got similar but less dramatic results. Thanks to moving chains, the new luxury apartment building created vacant units in a large range of neighborhoods. Mass found that 67% of people who moved into a luxury apartment came from another apartment in the same metropolitan area. Of these, only 20% of the people who moved into the luxury apartment buildings came directly from neighborhoods with below average incomes. But that set off a moving chain that is more likely to reach low-income neighborhoods. By the sixth link in the chain, 40% of movers were coming from neighborhoods with below average incomes. So please, all you developers out there, build, build, build. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFOTV interviews. Our latest video features Greg Frick with a late summer Portland Metro apartment market update. HFOTV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment blog available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.